Warning, this episode contains mature language, rich, snooty women with way too many boyfriends, horror-obsessed young women, pretty boys that are way too pretty, and lots of chibis. Listener discretion is advised.
Episode 48, Forby Shonen to try to change agoraphobic horophile into lady. Good luck! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spire Can Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. I hope you're doing pretty good today. I'm in a very good mood this week, especially the fact that well, this weekend I'm going to be at the Sakura Matsui at the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That's May 2nd, and this is in Brooklyn. If you want to check it out, bbg.org. And, well, if you can find me there, because I am going to be there from 10 o'clock until 4, if you can find me wherever I'm meandering around there, I will give you a sticker and or a t-shirt, depending on if you find me or not. And will I be wearing the logo? Perhaps, if you can find me. It'd be kind of cool. And either way, it's a really cool thing to go to because the Sakura Matsui is the Cherry Blossom Festival and it's a lot of fun. And while it is outside, the natural enemy of most anime and manga fans, it's worth it. You got Go tournaments, you have samurai fighting going on, you have food, you have drink, you have sushi, you have hot dogs, you have plants, you have sushi pillows. A lot of voice actors are going to be there and they have tea ceremonies and other things. So it's kind of cool. Definitely worth checking out now that I'm done with that plug. Well, for those who don't know, Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every week I'll review one or two manga depending on the situation give you a little bit of information about it. that way you don't go to a bookstore and say hey this manga looks really cool and you pick it up and it sucks I do all the dirty work for you so it makes it a little easier and a little more fun and if you don't agree with me or if you want to tell me about a thing that you found that you liked you can email me at Spirekin at gmail.com or zan.spirekin at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter under Spirekin and I have a Skype account again Spirekin S-P-R-A-K-E-N and well we should get on with this because I got a lot of good news. Well, not that much news as opposed to last week. There's really only two big things going on. And let's start off. First one is that, for those of you who remember, there's a series I really enjoyed, which I said would have been better than Death Note if it ever came out in the United States, and that was Liar Game. You can read my review that should be on Anime 3000 probably next week. Anyway, the Liar Game manga was made into a TV series, which the last episode was three hours long, which is pretty fucking long. It was still worth it. It was a great, really good series. And anyway, they decided to make a second season. And I don't understand how they could. I mean, I understand because they, they wrote their own ending for the TV series to change the entire continuity. And there are a lot more games afterwards, a lot more sessions of the game or rounds. And I don't know how they're going to say, okay, we're going to just change this ending and we'll put them back in the game. I'm trying to figure that out. But should be good. And they're also making a movie. I'm definitely going to get that movie. And if you have a chance, definitely check out Liar Game. It's a pretty cool manga. And it's really well developed, it's really in-depth, it is a psychological thriller, but it's still really cool. So the next one is more manga-ish. For those who don't know, there is a great manga creator known as Takehiko Inuke. He made Slam Dunk Real, and he made this very award-winning and awesome manga called Vagabond. If you see it in the bookstores, it's usually gigantic and it's like three volumes put together. Anyway, he's been working on this for many years, and he's finally decided, I'm ending it. It's going to be over within the next one or two years. And it's the 29th volume was released this November, and it's going to be just, well, it's a shame because this is a long series, and it's really well done. And will I review it? It'll be on the wheel eventually, but not this week. So, next one is just a typical fare, is the fact that on the New York Times bestseller list of manga, take a guess what was the majority of this list. That's right, you guessed it. Fucking Naruto. Oh, why Naruto? Why? You suck so much and I hate you, but why are you always number one? Freaking bias shit. And the last one is a little weird. Now, the mangaka of Kodomo no Kodomo, Akira Sasso, is creating a new manga called Sayonara Ginjo, or Farewell Ultramarine. This manga is kind of an interesting premise because it's about a kid who's stranded on a small island with his father for years on end, and he meets this female pearl diver, and this is the first 
well, person the opposite sex he's ever seen, and it's pretty much just him coming of age and realizing he's a man, and what is that tingly feeling he has in his junk. And for those who don't know, Kodoma no Kodomo is really kind of fucked up, well not fucked up, it's a disturbing story about a pregnant 11 year old. Eh, so I believe that's it for this week. And well, we should get in with what the manga I'm going to review for this week is. Well, for those of you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga View, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I would be reviewing Yamato Nadesho Shinichi Henji, or Perfect Girl Revolution, or as we know it, The Wallflower. Now, The Wallflower was written by Tomoko Hayakawa, and it was published by Kodansha and in the United States Del Rey. It originally was released 2000 to 2008. There are 23 volumes in total. And it's a drama romantic comedy. There's an anime series which is roughly 25 episodes. And supposedly they were going to do a live action but it didn't really work out too well. So, what is this shoujo about? Well, it's about the particular character, the Wallflower. Pretty much it's about this girl named Sonoko Nakahara. And what happened is that when she was a young girl... She, like most girls, was very pretty, very nice, and she told the boy she liked that, I like you, do you want to go out? And he said, well, look, I don't want to go out with an ugly girl. And now, for those who don't know, if you sell a girl that she's unattractive, or that you're not attracted to her, or things, this is detrimental and horrific to say to them. And of course, Sonoko had a little bit of a little, well, psychological break. She kind of snapped and said, I'm... I'm not going to live with mirrors, I'm not going to pluck my eyebrows, I'm not going to do anything, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and she kind of went fucking crazy. So, what happened is that, let's fast forward two years, and this is where the actual meat of the story comes up. Um, Sonako's aunt is a very wealthy, prestigious woman who her husband died, and now she spends every day looking for the perfect man, traveling around the world, meeting princes, going to parties, getting her hair done in New York at breakfast and then at lunch going to Chicago and having dinner with a wealthy bachelor. And what happens is she's got this huge mansion that really doesn't do anything. So she rents it out to these four guys. And these guys, well, I say guys with quotation marks because they are not like regular guys. They are handsome and pretty and all the women love them and they're typical shoujo be shown in freaks of nature who look like women and have way too many sexy poses in this series. And she makes an agreement with them that if these guys, these four guys, can turn Sonako, who's going to move in with them, into a perfect lady, which is also the what the phrase is, Yamato na Deshiko, which is the ultimate Japanese woman, someone who's refined with grace and all of that other jazz, they can do that. They can live in this mansion for free. They don't have to pay any rent for the three years they're going to be there. So, you know... It's a, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice little deal, and they've never met her, so we introduce, so they meet Sanako. And what happened was, over the last two years, she's gone completely and utterly reclusive. She's agoraphobic, which for those of you who don't know, she hates the outside. Hates outside. She's twisted. She has an obsession with horror books and horror movies, and her best friend is these, well, there's an, a skeleton 
an anatomical doll and another anatomical doll. And that's Josephine, Hiroshi-kun, and Akira-kun. And they're her best friends, essentially. And she's got this really kind of morbid fascination with blood, horror movies, murder, corpses. Hates the outside. And like I said, she's not good with hot weather. Like, there's a whole thing when it's the summer and she's kind of freaking out. Like, it's so hot I'm going to melt. And she also has very long hair and her hair covers her eyes so she can't see anything. And what happens is when she meets these four guys who are named... Kyohiko Tanaka, who is the main pretty boy. Then you have Tanagi Oda, the smart one. And then Yuki Tomoya, who's the little, cute, lowly Khan on a Shotokan boy. And then you have Romaru, who's just the pimp of them all. She freaks out. She's like, oh my god! Ah! And she freaks out and, and runs away from them. And they're kind of like, we have to deal with this. We have to make her pretty. That's not going to work. And after a little bit of a confusion, they are able to see that she's actually really pretty. She just has low self-esteem of herself, and she just really doesn't care. She refuses, you know, she keeps calling them the radiant beings. Oh no, they're coming to get me. They I will melt if I see them. Ah! And she freaks out, and she considers herself this creature of darkness who just, you know is afraid of them and like whenever she sees them without her bang she kind of gets nosebleeds and she's just very severe especially around Kyohei who's probably going to become the one that she hooks up with eventually I don't know and I mean Sonako's a pretty interesting character besides her whole horror thing because she's like this awesome fighter you see her constantly get into fights over things and she kicks ass she's a very good cook because all the guys they can't cook for shit but she can cook and she's athletic, she's really intelligent, except for math, which there's a whole thing where they say, okay, here's the deal, if you get an 80 on this test, we'll give you 10 horror movies, and we'll get you this. And she's got a, you know, she, besides the negative attitude, she has this weird thing about her, where if she's pissed off, the bulbs around her will burst, or if plants are by her, they start to wither and die, and it's a little unusual. And the other thing is that the aunt keeps showing up and they keep trying to say okay here's the deal. oh shit we didn't make her a lady because they said we'll turn her into a lady no problem and if they don't turn her into a lady i forgot to tell you they have to pay three months rent at a time every month so it's going to be either you don't pay anything or you pay three times what you're supposed to pay for a month which is a lot of money so it's all crazy and that's pretty much what the series is they're trying to change her ways and She's kind of going against it, but she's changing, and they're realizing, oh, it's not just way. She is a unique person, blah, blah, blah. And, well, there's a lot of funny things about it, because, well, I'll be honest right now. The majority of this takes place in the school at there, and you have all these other side characters who really I didn't give a shit about. Now, to be honest, my favorite character in this was Sonako, because the majority of the manga, she's in SD, she's in chibi form, and she's completely reclusive, yet all the guys are drawn all wonderful. And they're, all their plots kind of sucked. It's like, oh, I'm going to have no shirt on. I'm going to do this and rub my nipple. And I'm going to get people doing this. I didn't give a shit about that. I really didn't. I liked it when she's going, like, it's um, February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. And they're all freaking out about, oh, God, we're going to get thousands of girls giving us chocolate. And they're all going to want us to take their chocolate. And you see her look at the chocolate. She's like, Godiva! She's like, oh, 
and you know they're getting all these chocolates and she grabs one of the boxes and says oh look uh you have 10 pieces can i have one and she's like no uh, uh no, no we'll talk about this later and then what happens is they get kind of held up in this room it's all four of them and her and she makes a deal it's like i'll get you out of here but you give me all the chocolate and you see her suddenly turn to this weird demonic creature that just scares all the people away and like ah run away or what is it there's one where uh, i think kyohei gets kidnapped by this this like well they're gonna auction him off to some lonely woman and you see Sanako dressed up in the, the SS u- uniform with the boots and the tight pants. And she looks really good. Like, when they draw Sanako as a girl, she looks really good. And it's far and in between. I mean, there are some scenes where she's nude and she looks really well done. But for the most part, you see her in the chibi form. And it's hysterical because all the little antics she does. Like, you see her wearing this sheet around her at all times with a face mask when she's around them. And then later on, what happens is they make her cut her bangs because there's this whole thing with the school wants to see what she really looks like because she's supposedly a ghost. And so for the rest of the series, whenever she's in school, she's wearing a beanie on her head to cover her eyes. And it just looks kind of cute. Now, as I said, the art style is very... Bleh. It's very shoujo-ish. I'm not going to lie. It's insanely shoujo-ish and very pretty boy and... To be honest with you, I don't like the fact that the majority of the cast looks like women if they're the main characters, and the other boys, they look like normal people. I didn't like that. I mean, yes, this is for girls to do whatever to, but I was thinking. The story's kind of interesting, especially the fact that every time that the, the aunt shows up, they're like, okay, okay, listen, we'll bribe you with this, but you gotta act like a, you have to act like a real princess, and you gotta do this. And you see her, she almost pulls it off, she looks pretty, she's very intelligent and divine, and then something happens which sets her off, and she's suddenly back to regular Sonoko and does something completely fucking crazy. I like that, and I... I mean, the stories where it's just them, I fucking skipped over. I tried reading, I was like, this is just complete tripe. I don't want to read about how, oh, I gotta change this and the women are gonna love me and I'm gonna get them... Yeah, fuck that. The reason why you read this is for Sonoko. If you're a girl, you will enjoy this. If you're a guy, you're going to fucking hate it. Not hate it, but you might be like, meh. And for that reason and that reason only, I will have to give the wallflower. Yamato Nadeshko Shinichi Henji, which is an interesting title. It really is. However, I'm going to have to give this a typical reading material at your local correctional facility or psychiatric institute. Now, it's good. It's really good. I mean, the the concept is great. I hate the art style. And I hate the fact that the, the, the things that some of them do. Like, the majority of the supporting cast, I really couldn't get into. They weren't interesting. Uh, like, Kyohei is just, you know, I'm gonna be the romantic love interest who's always naked and eats food. And, you know, Sonoko's gonna try killing me every once in a while. And then Tanaju is just kind of like, yeah, I'm the intelligent one who's just who has a girlfriend, but every five minutes I'm going to insult her and say I don't have a girlfriend, and then she's going to go running to Shinoko who's going to attack him. And then Yuki, well, Yuki was the easiest to like, because he's okay, he's just a, a shy kid who's poor, and he's not rich like the other ones. And then Romaru is just, I'm a playboy, I have lots of women, I'm going to be naked all the time wearing these really gay clothes that look super gay, but I'm not gay, and blah. And the girlfriend, no, Noe, who is uh, Oda's girlfriend, she was okay. She was understandable and just... I liked her. She was just more real, but the rest of the characters just, I couldn't really 
besides Sonako, I just could not really get interested in this. I couldn't get into it. And like I said, for that reason, that's why it gets that rating. I mean, it could be enjoyable. It could, but if you have a chance to check it out, if you're a girl, you're going to love it. You're a guy, skip it. That's all I can say about that. And, well, now we're done with that. I do have another review. Because as I said earlier, I got from first, second publications, I got two books. One of them was The Color of Earth, which I had reviewed a couple of episodes ago, episode 45. And, well, I just finished the second book, which comes out June 2009. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get the third volume, which is The Color of Heaven. So I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis of The Color of Water. Now, for those of you who remember, I said the first one was beautifully designed. You know, it was got a very interesting paper stock to it, got a nice smell to it, and the way that the color actually looked was really well done, the way the ink was put into it. However, this one was literally, it is an advanced copy, so it's just a standard book. Paper stock is just generic, and it didn't have the same quality that The Color of Earth had. But for those who don't remember, the color of water is about the main character, Iwa, who in the first one, she was just growing up, learning about things, learning more about her body, and having her first kind of crush romance. The second volume is more about things going on where Iwa meets a boy, and she's in love with the boy, and then this guy wants to buy her off, and so on and so forth. And then you have, of course, her mother's relationship with the mysterious artist who keeps showing up and coming by, and, well... It's the mom starting to develop more about what's going on when her daughter leaves. What is she going to do? Because they're at odds at this point because you're not going to be here forever. You can't yet you to stay here. Wait, I don't want to lose you because you're the only person in my life. And she's trying to let go of her daughter, but she can't. And eh, honestly, like I said, the art style is the same. It's very well designed. It's very elegant and simplistic at the same time. And, well, I have to give this a gift from your cra crazy Aunt Muriel because, well, this is another one which is, it's alright, it's good, but of course I'm not the core demographic. But if you're a girl, you'll really like this because it's a nice coming-of-age story. And, well, the third one is going to be more about her getting married and whatnot, and that really doesn't interest me at all. So... Oh, there is lesbian action in this one, though, I forgot to say, because her friend wants to experiment. It's kind of interesting how they have that little experimentation in the sexy time. But, NTV, yes, so, what else is going on besides the my personal debut at the Sakura Matsui at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens? Also, I will be at a couple of other interesting places, including Anime Next, which is June 18th. I am writing for the... Anime 3000 website, anime3000.com. And also, yes, on the 50th episode of the Spyker Manga Review, where, as you can guess, it is my choice what I'm going to be reviewing, I'm going to reveal my true identity. I.e., you will see pictures of Zan on the website, and you will also know what my true name is, because, as you can guess, Zan isn't my, well, it's a nickname, but it's not my full name. So we will find that out. And uh, if you have any questions, emails, concerns, you can email me at spyrokin at gmail.com. Or, like I said, leave a comment, spyrokin.podbean.com at the website. Or check out our forum, spyrokin.rapidboards.com. All these links will be in the show notes. And without further ado, it's that time, of course, 
that moment we've all been waiting for. For the one, the only, the, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Pretty much what the Wheel of Manga is, it's Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've applied 10 titles to each of the slots. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that is what I'm going to be reviewing for episode 49 of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So, without further ado, let me spin and we'll see what we have. Very nice spin. Number 5. Ooh. And number 5 on my list is going to be... Mysterious Girlfriend X. So, for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing Mysterious Girl X. Pretty cool, pretty nice. And, well, I believe that's it. So, as usual, this is the Spark and Manga Review. If you have any questions, quotes, concerns, I hope that you can email me at my website. And, oh yes, before I forget, you can check out our contest. We still have the design opening for... The for the Spark and Manga Review design, uh, closing for the Spark and Manga Review design, a promo for the Spark and Manga Review, and of course, I can't forget this at all. It is the become the voice of the Wheel Manga. We're still doing that till June. I've got three people who sent me things, and we're going to be using them all through May. So we'll see what happens. So, like I said, as usual, this is Zan, and I'm gone.